Connected Man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. We are Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be better informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? Transportation Unsecure Authority. Yeah, the the TSA getting raked <laughs> over the coals today right now in a hearing that's going on before oh, yeah. the Senate uh, Homeland uh, uh, Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. They're hearing from a few whistleblowers as well as the Inspector General of uh, the Department of Homeland Security, which oversees TSA. And uh, the, the basics, uh, this is just not going to be a very happy day for TSA officials. The hearing opened with, uh, how I would describe it, yet another warning from the Inspector General at the DHS, who said he remains, quote, deeply concerned about the ability of the TSA to safeguard air travelers. As he said, the TSA obviously has vulnerabilities in its airport screening operations, but has spent billions of dollars and really has not improved overall airport security over the last number of years. You know, uh, we had uh, certainly the reports about the latest covert review of airport security at a number of airports. There have been those covert efforts before. They have showed then that uh, sometimes the TSA has a lot of trouble identifying fake bomb parts or fake weapons that might make their way onto planes. Also, the the Inspector General has for a while waved the the red flag about the TSA pre-check program, which they say has a series of security vulnerabilities in it as well. So yeah, this is one of those things that just sort of gives you an unsettled feeling about air travel. And is it really that safe uh, with all the efforts that have to go on and all the, uh, the you know, uh, the security screening work at airports nationwide. Now, there was a story that came out yesterday from the Inspector General. I, th- I think that uh, some of my colleagues sort of uh, got it a little wrong. It, it, it was played up by many that the TSA had hired a bunch of people who had links to terrorism. What it really was is that airports and airlines had hired a bunch of people and run them through their own security checks and did not we're not able to get access to information that indicated maybe there might be some links to terrorism and these people went to work in secure areas they assured the tsa that everything was fine the tsa evidently doesn't have the ability to tap into all the databases to run the names and figure out whether or not these people are actually going to get the green light so raising even more questions about overall airport security would they have to run it through one of the intelligence databases i guess and they don't have access to everything Wow. Yeah, how about that? What did they talk about what the TSA is going to do to fix the situation? No, because this is more of a, there's no, no, there's no one from the TSA at this hearing. So it's, it's not like they're, uh, they're bringing, remember, the TSA doesn't even have a director right now, and they moved the, the acting director out 
last week in the wake of that report that the airport security screening had been so bad in these covert tests. A Senate committee, uh, one, approved the nomination of the new TSA chief last week. This committee that's having this hearing right now has got to take over that nomination. I would assume that maybe by later this month we might see see action on it. But, you know, the TSA has been a convenient uh, political pinata over the years in the aftermath of 9-11 and more. But I think there's the, the, the feeling and the worry amongst lawmakers that billions are being spent each year on airport security, and yet it hasn't really improved that much in some ways. Yes. Do you have the name of the person that's been nominated? Uh, not off the top of my head. I don't okay. know. It's the Coast Guard head, I believe, if okay. I remember correctly. But, but someone has been nominated. Oh, yeah. yeah. person's and been nominated. Uh, it's been approved by one uh, Senate committee, uh, but another committee has to look at his nomination, and then I would assume it would get quick action on the floor of the Senate. With a break coming up for July 4th soon, I would assume that uh, they would want to try to get that done in the next few weeks. The head of the TSA reports to the head of uh, HHS? Uh, DHS, DHS, Department of Department Homeland of Security. Homeland exactly. Security. That's it. in the aftermath of 9-11. They restructured the things created uh, the Department of Homeland Security and then uh, created the TSA and put that under uh, the DHS umbrella. Now, was the previous head of TSA, was he fired or was he No, I think he's John Pistole. He just retired. He had served oh. uh, very ably and was very well respected from his time at the FBI and at the TSA. Uh, but I think that uh, it just came time for him to move on and uh, he was probably very happy to do it. Gotcha. Does, has the president forgotten we have three branches of government with his criticism of the upcoming Supreme Court hearing? Well, I guess when you, um, uh, when you don't like something, it doesn't matter what the structure is. You get uh, to sort of right. get that off your chest here and there. The president yesterday making it very clear he did not think that uh, his signature health law should have been back before the U.S. Supreme Court. Of course, we're waiting to see when exactly that will be ruled on. The question here, whether or not, because the way the law was written, that uh, can subsidies be offered to Americans to buy health insurance through healthcare.gov. The law, a very strict reading, seems to indicate that it can only be done through states that have created their own exchange and maybe not through healthcare.gov. There's a lot of Democrats who feel like that this is a purely political thing at the U.S. Supreme Court. But you know what? We'll have to see. I, I certainly remember a few years ago when there were a lot of Democrats who couldn't believe that the health law itself had been brought before the U.S. Supreme Court. But obviously it has generated a lot of controversy. The president, in fact, is going to speak again on the health care issue in just a little while. We'll see if he renews his criticism of yesterday. Well, see, this is typical of Democrats. If you disagree with something that they've done, they call it political. How about the fact that we don't agree with it? I mean, a lot of people don't agree with Obamacare, okay? Even though they want, want people to stop criticizing it. I don't think that that is... Uh, reserved just to one party. I think I know that, it's not reserved to uh, just we, one party. <laughs> we tend to look at things when uh, when the Supreme Court rules against you. It's a political. It's an act of uh, political uh, action uh, rather than reading the law. And when they uh, rule with you, they've uh, upheld the the rule of law. But you know, we'll have to see. I, I I remember from being in the arguments earlier this year, it was hard to figure out where the court was going. Uh, it may well be that uh, we'll, we'll just wait and see. The timing of it is such as this. There's 20 cases still to go. The next time the court issues decisions will be next Monday the 15th then on the 22nd and probably a few days after that maybe into the week of the 29th so won't surprise me if they wait on the Obama health law case until the end of this term well speaking of the 15th Jeb Bush is supposed to announce on the 15th, is that Yeah, right? and we've had a little shake-up in his campaign structure and organization. They brought in somebody new who had been really hired as sort of a, uh, a consultant to do work for the campaign, and instead he's now going to leave his private sector operation and take over as the campaign manager. You know, several things at work here. I think that some of the, the Bush people may be looking at the current field and sensing that 
there's two candidates that seem to have more juice right now, maybe, than others. And I think those would be Scott Walker and Marco Rubio. And that Jeb Bush, even with the ability to raise all that money, just hasn't, it's not that he's been stumbling the last few weeks, but it hasn't exactly been the best last few weeks for Jeb Bush. He's over in Europe now, a few days of meetings in Germany and Poland and Estonia. Then he'll come back, and as you mentioned, next Monday in Miami, he'll be announcing. And, you know, uh, I, I do think that the name, the Bush name, uh, is seen by some Republicans as a turnoff. And uh, it's going to be something that Jeb Bush is going to have to deal with. And the former governor of Florida, whether he likes it or not, I'm, I'm sure he wishes that he would be taken for just who he is. But it does seem to be giving him a little trouble in terms of getting traction on the Republican side. I'm having problem. I'm having a problem dealing with he's not a declared candidate, but yet he's trying to keep up with Marco Rubio and Scott Walker in terms of juice. Well, Scott so, Walker's not a declared candidate He's not either. a declared candidate either. So you're talking about the perception by way of the media he's not keeping up with. Well, the perception may be in the polls as well. I mean, certainly oh, yeah. uh, the, the polling, I think, has skewed a little more in favor of, uh, of Scott Walker and Marco Rubio. They seem to be the ones who've had a little more juice at this point in time. It's not to underestimate Jeb Bush by any means, but, you know, when he made it clear that he was thinking about running, we wondered if it would sort of clear the field in a sense. And I don't sense that any of that has happened. I don't sense that there's any Republican who's scared of Jeb Bush or anything like that. And well, certainly on talk radio, the reaction to him into a possible candidacy has been less than exciting. Well, Governor Kasich was on the show earlier and he admitted that he was thinking about it. And Donald Trump says he's going to make a, quote, major announcement on the 16th. Yep, so uh, he hasn't exactly scared anybody off. Nope. And you've got Governor Jindal uh, thinking about it. And, you know, that the field is going to be very large. The one thing that Jeb Bush certainly will have is access to an awful lot of money and a super PAC that is uh, uh, filled to the brim with resources as well. Yeah. But, of course, uh, just uh, if, if you're sitting at your computer, Google John Connolly and rem remind yourself that uh, big money doesn't always mean you become the nominee. Oh, you got, you got that right. Sometimes uh, somebody can come out of nowhere if they connect with the people and they got a good, strong message. The president admitting that we have no ISIS strategy. Uh, have you heard any repercussions with military folk with such a statement? Well, you know, the, the thing that he was talking about wasn't that there isn't a strategy, but that the Iraqis and the whole effort to equip and train them to fight in the field against the Islamic State, that that uh, hasn't come together, and that's what he was talking about. But it's one of those lines, we don't yet have a complete strategy. There was just, it landed in the laps of Republicans yesterday like a gift from heaven, uh, because clearly, for a lot in the GOP and a number of foreign policy experts, they believe, and their argument has been, that this administration has not done enough on the Islamic State and could do much more. Uh, that, uh, that, the, that the U.S., that the Obama administration, in a sense, was doing almost as little as possible in some of these efforts. Now, of course, the White House would uh, roundly disagree with that, but that perception is there. And uh, Republicans up and down the chain yesterday, from here in Congress and out on the 2016 trail, they went after that. And I would bet uh, you'll hear a lot more about that Islamic State line from the president in the weeks ahead. Right. Uh, what's the House up to in terms of... Uh 
Were they doing some more stuff on Obamacare? Um, well, there there are some plans bubbling around from Republicans uh, as we get ready for this ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court that right. could well disrupt uh, the Obama health law. More Republican plans are being laid out on what should be done as a Republican alternative. I mean, you and I have discussed this. There isn't just one quote-unquote Republican plan. We had a plan laid out last week by more conservative members of the House of Representatives. Uh, we've got one that's going to get laid out today by Senator Cassidy of Louisiana, who himself is a doctor. And so there's all these ideas out there, but still even just before the U.S. Supreme Court rules, there's still no what I would label one Republican alternative on health care. And uh, the beat goes on. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you tomorrow, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Hear Herman Cain anytime on demand at HermanCain.com. Share the experience with friends and tell them to click on Cain 24-7. Coming up, rapid fire. What's on your mind? On the Herman Kane Show, 877-310-2100. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.